Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. Live in the entertainment capital of the world. Aces with love is stopped. Picked up by Gray. She can go coast to coast. There's three. There's two. She's going to launch from three. Chelsea Gray for three. Unbelievable. It's the TC Martin Show. Jackie's got it. Aces got numbers three on two. To Plum for three. KP, ring it up. Boom, shaka, waka, waka, boom. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor. TC Martin. To Bay, she's open for three. She sees it. She's got the bucket. One, two, three times for Bay Bay. TC Martin. And you got that right. Money won't change it. Raquana, Bay Bay Williams. This is the greatest show. The ball is in the air. The Las Vegas Aces have won their very first WNBA championship. The doctor is now here. Mercer. And a good Monday afternoon to you. It is Parade Day. Volume Deuce. You like that? Here's my question. How many volumes of Parade Day do you think we will have? Let's ask our good friend Marco D'Angelo, who is here, part of the bookend trio, I guess you might want to say. Nunchuck on the other side of the proverbial glass. Yes, Parade Day! Not Hump Day! Parade Day! Volume two. We'll be repeating this next year, by the way. Ah. What do you think, Marco? I don't know. How many volumes are in this book are there? This story? I'm just concerned about the volume that's coming out of the other seat in the, in the studio right now. Jeez, you are wound up today. You excited? You like parades? I like parades. You like parades. Remember, I only go to parades. The ones that I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Nubchick, a bunch of people asked me, hey, you go to the Golden Knights Parade? I go, nah, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm one of those parade snobs. I only go to the parades I'm in. So let me ask you this. Yeah. Do they know, have they told you who you're with on the bus? No. 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 Well, I got a feeling I'm going to be in 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 a car because they got a bunch of the cars and that, that sort of thing, and the players are going to be uh, in the the last bus or whatever. So we'll find out here. So I guess I should tell everybody what we're doing today. You know, right? Yeah. Since this is a a Monday show, it's a special show. It's a it's a parade show. All right, parade volume two is like to say. So today. Uh, we're going to give you an abbreviated live show. We'll give you a full show, but abbreviated live show with, uh, yours truly, Marco D'Angelo. Of course, Numbchuck here, uh, will stay in the studios while uh, I depart after hour number one to go get ready for the parade. All right. So, uh, during this hour, we'll give you an NFL recap, NFL week seven recap, college football as well, too, and also major league baseball playoff recap and a preview of game seven tonight yes i'm a little nervous (laughs) astros hosting the rangers so we got that for you uh hour two we're going to give you a replay of the wnba season open that marco and i did at the aces headquarters at that point in time the brand new headquarters facilities there in henderson uh and we're going to play back the show that we did back in april uh, with the interviews of Asia Wilson, Becky Hammond, and Natalie Williams. And uh, it was a lot of fun uh, that day. So we'll go back and kind of where it all started, where this season started. So you'll hear those interviews of what the mindset was of Asia Wilson, Becky Hammond, and Natalie Williams as they prepared for the back-to-back run. And now we've come to the end of the 
conclusion of the back-to-back run. Got to give Numchuck full credit for that because today was going to be a crazy day, crazy schedule with traveling, and am I going to be able to do the show or not? And then so he said, we'll do an hour live, and then we'll go back and replay some of that. So, Well, I originally said do the full two-hour media day. Right. And yep. then we listened to it and realized And there's that too many references of there was too many Golden Knights Golden Knights games NBA. and dra- it was it was NFL draft day. It was, it was, that's right. Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. But uh yeah, so we'll we'll give you that today. But that's that's what we're doing. So we appreciate you joining us here. But yes, uh, live until three o'clock. This hour you will you will hear uh that interview from Asia Wilson and uh I guarantee you will you'll be hearing about Ruffles. <laughs> Ruffles have ridges. Has she given them to you yet? <laughs> no. I told you what happened. No, I know. Yeah. But I figured since Asia, or since Fernando gave you a bag. Yeah. That. Uh, believe me, Ruffles have been the farthest thing since uh, from Asia's mind. I'm sure. This playoff run. <laughs> I'm sure of it. Absolutely. But you know what's on her mind? Shots! 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 Do I got to say that eight times? I think so. Yeah, right? <laughs> you owe me five shots, Marco. No. <laughs> You've been busy man this week. Yeah, been busy, uh, but fun. And um, full disclosure, I'll, I'll be glad after the parade's over. Today. <laughs> you need a long nap. Need a long nap. But no, it's been a great year, as we know. Uh, fantastic. And coming back from New York, and we talked about that uh, on Friday's show when we were at the Superbook at the Westgate. Just a remarkable comeback with the Aces in game number four, and it'll all be culminated with the parade today. Remember the parade route if you're going. So the parade starts at 5 o'clock, and the parade route is as follows. It'll start uh, there on Tropicana um, in Flamingo, make its way uh, down to Park Avenue, take a left there on Park in front of uh, all the great restaurants and shops there heading into T-Mobile Arena, and then uh, we'll get off there. At uh, Toshiba Plaza, there's staging and everything there at Toshiba Plaza, and fans are asked to uh, gather starting at 3 o'clock. I'm sure they're already out there. Uh, so the parade route starts at 5, and it will conclude at 7.30. So uh, it'll be a lot of fun, probably be very reminiscent of last year, except uh, Becky Hammond has promised that uh, the language will be cleaned up this year from the players, which I'm glad that she addressed with that. Uh, there'll be some bottles flowing. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, the in-game crew will, will be hosting that, uh, that we have uh, at the Aces home games. And then you've got a concert afterwards. I don't know if this is, this breaking news? Am I, am I giving you breaking news? I was just about to tell you, but yeah. Uh, 7.30 tonight, after it's all said and done, two chains going to be performing there on stage to Sheba Plaza. Can you name one two chain song? No. <laughs> <laughs> Marco? Uh, no. <laughs> Marco couldn't name one of one chain songs. Yeah. Can I do it? Sure, go ahead. <laughs> wow, you too, right? <laughs> I don't know him. I mean, I know him, but I don't, I don't know any of his And songs. he's hung out before. You know? Now, Plum got all excited because Plum heard that Usher was going to be there tonight. So. Well, Asia's been pushing for that. She's been tweeting yeah. at him and everything. She's right. included him in uh, the tweets trying to get him there. So right. that would be... Uh, that would be fun. All right. And uh, you got the uh, the pop-up shop is there right now at Toshiba Plaza. So you, have you seen the Aces gear yet? Get the Aces gear, loaded up hats, T-shirts, sweatshirts, coffee mugs, you know, and they've got this stuff on sale uh, everywhere. It's sporting goods uh, places and, of course, Aces headquarters and then the pop-up shop 
uh, is up right now as we speak at Toshiba Plaza. So if you're traveling, be careful. Remember the attendance figures was about 10,000 people for last year's parade that went on the Las Vegas Strip. Uh, that will be quadrupled at least this year. So uh, looking forward to a good time tonight at the parade. So come on out, say hi, wave. Maybe I'll hit you with a T-shirt or some chains. <laughs> uh, if you're throwing T-shirts, throw one in your bag, double X. <laughs> Do you want me to show you the the laundry list of, of the text text list that I got from the it was the exact same request, including one we just got from B Sal right now, Brian Salmon. <laughs> Get your boy a T-shirt and a hat. What do these people think? Okay, you isn't, see, Marco, wait, I'm downsizing. He be there? I'm downsizing, Marco. I'm making sure I I take no bags, no nothing, so I have to lug stuff around. All right. Even got my personal chauffeur here with me today. Right. Beautiful. And I'm downsizing. I even forgot my headphones today because I was downsizing. I don't think I'm going to have enough arms or baggage or carry on anything to bring multiple layers of t-shirts and hats. I'm sorry. I don't know who's later. I don't know who's on your list. But I can guarantee you, none of them are bookends or chauffeur drivers for you. But I'll say what, most of them are all better looking than than that oh. person you just described. <laughs> oh, oh. What a guy. Marco, you can leave at any point, and guess what? He's stuck here. Yeah, no, he no. Yeah, that's yeah, true. yeah, yeah. That's true. I already got a shot in on him. Did you see him on the, uh, on the news last night? No. Oh, yeah, he had a spot on the news last night. And, you know, I was watching with the, the, the lovely missus, and I, I turned to her, and I go, hmm, he had a nice little shine out there. He had it polished last night. She were talking about B-Sal? No. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have a makeup girl to give you, get that, that shine down? Oh, we had a makeup girl and, and a, uh, whatever you want to call it, you know, a, a tech girl, right? But they weren't interested in shining my head. <laughs> they were interested in shining my ring. Oh, yeah. That's all they wanted to do. It was like the moment I walked in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. how you doing? Yeah, you've been here before. This and that. You got bling? Can, can I see it? Can I see the bling, please? Can, can can I can I touch it first? First request, touch it. I don't know how I feel about people asking me to touch my belongings, but anyway, um, that's a I, whole different show. <laughs> I did say. I said not only can you touch it, you can take a picture. Of it, oh, wow. or you can even wear it. I said, take a picture with you wearing it. Numbchuck, did That's you get it. to wear it? Have you seen his hands? This, you know how we have two-time WNBA champions. Uh-huh. All right, this guy is a two or maybe a three-time COVID champion. He's not touching <laughs> anything. That I wear. Am I lying? Am I lying? Am I lying? Am I lying? <laughs> I will turn you off right now. Keep talking. Keep talking your smack. I dare you. I dare you. I double. As the great Marcellus Wallace once said, right? No, Marcellus didn't say that. That was a that was Samuel said. That was Jules. Jules Winfield said that. See, this the show has already went off on the rails already. I was. So we're supposed to be going like this. Yeah, fine. Nice, nice, nice shine moment. <laughs> Thank you very hey, much. You it was played. a shining moment for DC. Yeah. You should have oh. played the song. You should have played the song. Come on. <laughs> you know how I feel about that song. I can't stand that song. Now for another reason, I can't stand that song. The worst Luther Vandross song of all time. <laughs> Borrowing a line from Ricky Henderson. 
Oh, God. All right. So that's what we got going. All right, man. Uh, let's start with ALCS. We got a game seven tonight. Series tied, three games apiece. The visiting teams have won every game. Does the pattern uphold itself tonight? It's Houston. It's Texas. Rematch of game three where Christian Javier is going against Max Scherzer. Javier got the better of Scherzer. They sent him to the showers early. I think you and I were both on Houston that mm-hmm. night. Uh, but now here we go, man. Um, Astros had a chance to close it out last night at home, game six. Again, couldn't get it done. Uh, Adoles Garcia strikes out four times. His first four at-bats after the beanball incident with Brian Abreu, who played, by the way, because he appealed to suspension, so he got a chance to play last night. And then what happens after um, Astros get into the bullpen, Stanek comes in, and then Montero, and then he goes grand slam. Unbelievable. It was pretty ugly uh, ninth inning uh, for the Astros, obviously, last night. In you know, this series, I know the public – the tickets from what I've seen and people I've talked to, it's all Houston money tonight because everybody's the same narrative. Max Scherzer was not good in his start. Nobody expected him to make it back. He was supposed to be down for two months and he made it back just over, you know, five weeks. Yes, he wasn't effective. Did you really expect him to be in that first start? No. Uh, he was on a pitch count tonight. He will be on a short leash. If he comes out and is not good in that first inning, they're going to run out and get him quick because you can't give up two, three runs. You can't let pitchers out. Seventh game of a series in baseball, all all hands are on deck. Now, as we were joking when we were talking before the show, all hands on deck, that can be a little scary. That's not good for the Rangers. That's great for the Astros. It, it is, but... In all honesty, the Astros bullpen hasn't been, you know, superior either. They, these two teams, I mean, it's 3-3, okay? Yeah. There's a reason it's 3-3. Whether it's starting pitching, you know, bullpen, whatever, these two teams, I am shocked that Texas is undefeated on the road in the playoffs so far. You don't, you it's don't the see bats, that. man. It's the bats. I mean, both of these teams have the bats and. I don't like what Bochi has done with his lineup. I mean, when you start platooning your top of the order, and I'm not talking about Simeon and Seeger, those guys have stayed there. But when you start platooning Grossman and, the, and your number three hitters, it, th- that's that's not a a recipe for success at all. And then the bull uh, the bullpen is not good. Uh, they held up last night for the most part, but th- advantage Astros with the pitching. But the Astros have not been a great home team all year. Basically below 500 all year and a, a fantastic road team. But that is crazy that every visiting team has won the first six games of this series. So it, to me, I understand the play against Scherzer and going with Javier. I get that. But even me, I, I don't have a whole bunch of confidence in the Astros. And I, you know, like last night, I think, okay. They're due to win at home. All right. They're, 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 they're going to win at home. And I figured Valdez would be better than he's been this past four starts. He, and he was. Yeah, he was. He was. But, uh, it, it's, it's a scary series because with both these teams, basically one through nine, somebody can get hot in a heartbeat. Be honest. When, before you saw the line come out, you knew what the pitching matchup was going to be. In your mind, and I, you know, this is something that I always do. I put the mental price up there, what I think it's going to be. Now, most people, 
do things opposite than the way I look at things. If, if I have a line, let's say I thought this line should have been 140. That's where I would have put it at. Um, it comes out at 128. There's people that do that. They're automatically betting Houston because, oh, you know, that's 12 cents of value. You know, that's the way they think. I don't. I look at it and say, why is this this low? What what am I missing? Why is it not higher? It's a game seven. And we always, the novice or urban legend, however you want to do it, the, the automatic thinking is, oh, game sevens always goes to the home team. Okay. It's just, that's not the case. It's not a lock there. In these two teams, Houston has had the upper hand. And you've talked about this over and over that they get inside Texas's head. But the fact that Texas has won three games on the road in this series, I don't think that's a factor right now. I, I think that's a mood point. No, I thought it was uh, a factor after they got swept at home. <clears throat> and, and I thought it was, you know, before the series, you know, definitely. But then they got those, those two victories in Houston, games one and two, narrow victories. But then after getting swept, uh, they was like, okay, here we go again. And it was the Astros' opportunity to win in game six. It, it really was. And now that you're giving Texas that momentum back, and you do have probably a future Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. even though he's not at the same form right now in Max Scherzer, that bodes well for Texas. Now, a lot of people who don't follow the Astros, they don't realize that Christian Javier is is good. I mean, he's one of their aces. And here's how he's different than Framber Valdez, is that he's calm, cool, collective. He doesn't get rattled. Framber gets rattled. And you saw that with an opening four-pitch walk last night to the very first batter in Marcus Simeon last night. And he started getting flustered. That, that's what he does. So you got to worry about it. He's got electric stuff. Javier is just calm and cool, and the Astros usually get great run production from him. But my line marker was 120, 120, 125, just for the fact of everything that you just said, because you Texas can win on the road. And the Shearser value does come into play, maybe only in name recognition alone. And they're coming off an explosion of nine runs last night. And you got to take into account the mojo. How many times have we seen where a game six winner comes back and wins game seven? Dusty Baker doesn't want to hear this, but that goes back to the Cubs and in, in the Marlins back in the day when that thing all unfolded for him. And, you know, and it go back to the, to the Giants and the Angels. Going back 2002. So, yeah, I, I hope it plays out well for my friend tonight. I hope they, they get by this game. I still think they're the, they're, they're the better team just because they have the overall package of hitting and pitching. But uh, it's a scary situation now. 162 regular season games. Now you're, you know, your postseason, everything comes down to one game, inning by inning, out by out, pitch by pitch. And it could be one error. It could be one miscue. It could be one pinch hitter with a shining moment. All comes down to this. Here's a stat for you. Um, this season, Javier has had 33 starts. The Astros are 23 and 10 in those 33 starts. He gets more run support than any other pitcher on that staff. It's, it's yeah. uncanny, you know, because his numbers are not, I mean, his season, ERA. If, if I told you somebody the team record was twenty three and ten, what would you say? What would you think that starting pitcher? Oh, you think his ERA would be below you know you two point eight, two point seven? Yeah, yeah. four thirty three on the year. I know. 
Okay, so you know, and then there's other pitchers that can't get any run support. It, it's just weird how that happens, yeah. and I don't know if it's a mindset where if you have an ace out there, you know, all we got to get's two, three runs, and we probably win the game. Yeah. But when you don't have an ace out there, you know that you got to get them run support. Maybe that's the, the mindset that why he gets the support that he does. But it's going to be interesting. Um, it's a automatic rematch of last week's game. These two hooked up against one another last mm-hmm. week. I think that is more of an advantage for Texas and Shears are coming back against the same team in seven days than it is for Javier coming back in seven days. Uh, you know, pitching against seeing them twice because we always say hitters always have the pitcher has the advantage when hitters are unfamiliar with them. These two teams have seen one another so many times. Um, you know, that there's no edge there one way or the other. But I think Shearzer is a guy that can make adjustments better just because of experience. Now, if the arm shot, the arm shot. Nothing you're going to be able to do about that. But like I said, they will not leave him out there to try to work through a situation. You yeah, can't afford Which that. is great for the Astros because yeah. the sooner you can get into that pathetic bullpen, uh, the better. And the reason why Texas won last night because they ran Evolvi into the ground last night, uh, you know, and, and took him into the seventh inning, which right. was was then you only had, you know, limited outs you had to ask, you know, spores to give you. But you know, he's their their best guy out of the bullpen, and he's probably unavailable tonight because he went what an inning and a third, right? So we'll see how that works out. All right, so that is Game Seven tonight. Tough call, and the Astros are a favorite. A lot of money on the Astros. But uh, tough call. And LCS happening as we speak right now in Philadelphia with a chance to close it out back at Citizens Bank Park. They're up three games to two, where the home team has won four out of the five games in the series. Merrill Kelly going against Aaron Nola uh, right now. So this this game in progress. How do you see it? I did not use this game. If I would have used it, I was leaning towards the under. And anytime you've got a Philadelphia game, you know, you hold your breath if you're using, you know, an under because they can score so many runs. Uh, but Merrill Kelly didn't pitch as bad as the line might have looked last time. Uh, I think he, you know, keeps them in this game early. I even considered going first five on the under. I was hoping to get the hook, but I didn't get the hook. The total was eight and they put the first five right up at the, at four flat. You know, sometimes they, you know, they'll make that first five a tick higher than just cutting it in half. And that's what I was hoping for. Didn't get it. So I passed on it. Yeah. Big advantage Philly here. They just need to win one of the two remaining games, but the way this season has gone with the Diamondbacks, you never know, even though the odds are still stacked against them because the home team, like I said, has won four of the five games in this series. And, you know, Nola's been good. You know, Nolan Wheeler have been their two horses uh, for the most part. And the Philly offense has been spectacular. It just seems like they are on that roll right now. So I think most people have already penciled in Philly, you know, to the World Series here. I know I have. Uh, would I mind seeing Arizona come back here? Well, again, it's one game at a time, one inning at a time. And, uh, They'll have a chance to try to force a, a game seven. That was Texas's, the Rangers' mindset last night. Let's just get it to a game seven and see what happens. Absolutely. And the further that series goes is going to benefit, you know, whoever, you know, is playing today. If they got to play another, another game tomorrow, um, you're going to have to come back with, you know, 
one of your guns that you would have rather had for game one of the World Series, you're going to have to burn, you know, tomorrow if there's a game seven. But that's that's why you want to take care of business. And, you know, we said last week when the Aces went on the road, oh, it would have been nice to – and this is before the injuries and everything. Mm-hmm. would be nice to see a game five here that yeah. you never you never want to – you got a chance to close it out, close it out. Because all the pressure, in my opinion, does come down mm-hmm. on the home team because there is that perception, oh, it's game seven, you're at home, you're supposed mm-hmm. to win that game. I'll say this, though. Um, the pitching will not come into play here. So even if they're extended to a game seven, it's not going to uh, affect the pitching rotation because now you're into the three and four starters for Philly, you know, Ranger Suarez and all that stuff. So Zach Wheeler's your number one He's starting game one because remember game wasn't is until Saturday, okay. so you know what I'm saying so it, it, that the the pitching will have no effect whatsoever because uh, worst case scenario every team including the National League team is going to have uh, three days rest before the World Series starts. Okay. So yeah, Ranger Suarez is not going to start game number one. You know what I'm saying it's right. going to be Zach Wheeler and he's going to be on six days rest from where he's at. But you wouldn't, yeah. Wheeler, did he pitch Saturday? Saturday oh, it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. at least a week, you know, because yeah. game one will be this Saturday. Same. Today's Monday. So Wheeler but pitched last a... night. Yesterday. No, oh, he was... Sa- Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, because right. yesterday was travel day. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so he has, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So if you're Philly or um, you, are, you are Arizona, well, more so Philly, Arizona, if they got two more games to play, they may go, you know, Probably Zach Gallon wouldn't pitch a game seven. No, I don't think so. Saturday. So there you go. You're going to have your aces available, which is great because that's what we want to see in the World Series anyway, to have ace versus ace. Same thing with the Astros. If they get there, the Verlander raid for game number one, and then Valdez will have plenty of rest in game two. So still seems weird, though, that you're talking about a World Series that is going to end in the first week of November again. Yeah. <laughs> And it's good one. And if it's Philadelphia, you're going to be playing in a, you know, you're playing in a cold environment, you know, in November in Philly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We come back. We're going to talk NFL. We're going to recap a very busy, kind of strange, a week seven, couple favorites uh, hit. And we got Monday Night Football. We'll give you a quick uh, preview of that tonight. The San Francisco 49ers, even though they are pretty uh, injury. Bang, they're banged up here big time, but they are on the road playing Minnesota, which can be a tough place to play. But the Niners coming off a loss. How much do we like them? They're now a seven-point favorite, so we'll pre- preview that for you. And again, talk Raiders, Bears, and a recap of yesterday in the NFL. Plus, get to hear from Asia Wilson. And then remember, hour number two, we'll give you a replay of our show back from the beginning of the year at Aces headquarters. So a lot still on the table here on this magnificent Parade Volume 2, Monday. Knocked out of your football contest? It's time to reboot. The Superbook is now accepting entries for the second half of the season in the Super Contest Reboot. No need to be entered in the original Super Contest. Just select five winning NFL teams against the spread in weeks 10 through 18. The top five winners get paid. $500 entry fee. Sign up now through November the 11th. It's the Super Contest Reboot. Only at the world's largest race and sports book. The Superbook. Westgate, Las Vegas. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.
Get ready for Raiders game day with the ultimate indoor tailgate party at Slice of Vegas. Located in the shops at Mandalay Place between the Luxor and Mandalay Bay and walking distance to Allegiant Stadium. Devour an amazing buffet of your football food favorites, including all-you-can-drink beer, wine, and well drinks for only $75. Located in the private marquee room inside Slice of Vegas, it's your own buffet and bar with plenty of seating. Seven big screen TVs to watch the early games. One, two, three, woo! And you can challenge your friends to cornhole, beer pong, and more. Reservations are required and it's first come, first serve, so don't be left out. Call 702-632-6470 and reserve your spot for Sunday. Sunday. That's 702-632-6470. The Raiders are tailgate in style and comfort inside slice of vegas pizza kitchen and bar at the shops at mandalay place touchdown las vegas it's raiders game day at slice of vegas this is tc martin when you want that special night out travel in style and let vip limousines do the driving choose from stretch limos cars or the party bus it's a one-of-a-kind personal experience that is amazing vip limousines is my choice for that special night out the service and the drivers are the best in las vegas call vip limousines and book your sweet ride today 702-649-5466 visit their website at viplimolv.com Freddy's Frozen Custard and Steak Burgers is all about the good and creating more of it. More drive through celebrations, more weekend traditions, more family dinners and lunches, more car picnics and road trips, more desserts, maybe more second desserts, more celebrating being together as much as we can. There's always room for more good and more Freddy's. Keep the good going with a taste that brings you back. Songs Mexican Cantina, home of the original margarita, as they invented it in 1941. And then there's the food. Delicious Baja or shrimp tacos, fajitas, chimichangas, enchiladas, and more. Enjoy Husong's Boca Park for happy hour, Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m., with different drink specials every month. Husong's Mexican Cantina with two locations, inside the Mandalay Bay Place shops and Boca Park in Summerlin. Grab some friends and come to Husong's for food, drinks, and fun. Come and experience the high-action entertainment at the best race and sports book. It's the world-famous Superbook at the Westgate Las Vegas. The largest in the world with 30,000 square feet of heart-racing action with 350 seats and a massive 220-foot by 18-foot 4K video wall. Experience live sporting events like nowhere else and see the T.C. Martin Show live. Every Friday from 2 to 4 p.m. Where TC and his famous guests preview and handicap the weekend's action. There is no better place for all your football action than the world-famous Superbook at the Westgate Las Vegas. Relax and enjoy the games and the fully stocked bar, free Wi-Fi, plus cocktail service and convenient food options at the court. Experience it all at the world-famous Superbook at the Westgate Las Vegas. I'm Asia Wilson, forward of the world champion Las Vegas Aces, and you're listening to the T.C. Martin Radio Show. With this shining song, anytime. Yeah. The shining star, EWF, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah, that's a shining moment right there. T 
TC Bar, Marco D'Angelo in the house. Uh, reminder here, it is Parade Day, Volume 2. Aces Parade gets underway at 5 p.m., culminating at Toshiba Plaza. So get out there and get out there early in the uh, pop-up shop. Get all your Aces Championship gear there right now at Toshiba Plaza. All right, so we are here till 3 o'clock, and then we're going to hit the replay button for you going back when Marco and I did the show back uh, at the beginning of the WNBA season this year at the Aces headquarters and hear from uh, that interview again from uh, Becky Hammond as well as Natalie Williams and then Asia Wilson coming up uh, later this hour as well as we'll be en route to get ready to participate in the parade, the 2023 version of the Aces being WNBA champions. All right, let's talk a little NFL football and the... Raiders, just a real bad performance. And to me, Marco, I'm not going to sit here and say this is horrendous, that it's disappointing, and it is. But you and I both talked about the Chicago Bears being a live dog in this game, even though you had Tyson Banjan, you know, uh, coming from who knows where in West Virginia. The bottom line was he was better than either Brian Hoyer or Aiden O'Connell was. And the Raiders quarterbacks combined for three interceptions in this game. The Bears won going away 30-12. to They were better yesterday in all aspects. They were the more physical team. But is, there, is this a surprise? I didn't use the Bears just because I couldn't play, you know, uh, Bajan. I wanted to. Kind of kicking myself I didn't. But this wasn't a surprise. I'm exact same way. I wanted to use uh, Chicago. I just couldn't trust the quarterback. But I thought from a situational standpoint, this was a bad spot for the Raiders going on the road. Even though they had the you know Jimmy G out, that you would expect the team to be focused and so forth, they were ripe for a flat spot. This team hasn't shown me any character all year, and I think that starts right at the top with Josh McDaniels. That was a big win for him, you know. And I, I make the joke, you know, he got to beat Daddy last week, you know, with Bill Belichick, and we know that you know the you know teacher and pupil, the the teacher had won most of those meetings over the course of time. And uh, so that was a satisfying win for him getting to do that. But this team, I'm sorry, uh, you don't lose to the Chicago Bears with a quarterback that you and I had to look up to see where he played at, <laughs> let alone, I mean, I knew nothing about him. And, you know, he actually won the equivalent of the Heisman Trophy in Division Two. Correct. You know, and so it was a situation that, uh, you know, he had some talent. Did you see this guy too? Did you see him in the locker room after the game? All he, I saw he, was he looked like lot. he was 16 years old. He looked like a surfer dude yeah. with a lot. If you should have given him, tats. I was going to say a surfboard and all the tats he had, you know, go catch some waves, yeah. you know, Piscoli. <laughs> yeah. How about a pizza, Mr. Hand? <laughs> I get no drum roll. I get nothing with that. That was strong. Uh, here's the, why I liked the Bears though yesterday. And I talked about it on Friday. Their defense. They got a better defense. And their defense was going to come to play at home because their defense has been pretty good. They just haven't had the offense. And they showed up big time. And they were out-muscling the Raiders. They were more physical than the Raiders. And that's a sad statement. But it shouldn't be a surprise because the Bears have a more physical defense. So 30 to 12. 
And the game wasn't even that close yesterday, 30 to 12. You know my favorite stat, third down conversions. Raiders, two for nine last day. Two for nine. Josh Jacobs, problems running the football again. Only 11 carries, 35 yards. Come on. The Las Vegas Raiders had 235 total yards. Total yards, 235. Do you know that the Baltimore Ravens had 376 in the first half against the Lions? Insane, man. Insane. The stat that stuck out to me, and this is why it, I, I just can't, I can't latch on to this Raider team. You knew what Chicago's game plan was going to be. You don't have Justin Fields. You're going to run the football a lot in this game. They weren't prepared. They could not stop the run. 173 yards on the ground for the Chicago Bears when you knew the game plan was going to be, you know, a heavy dose of running. Because you're not, you don't want to put your quarterback at, you know, in, in bad spots. And then because the running game was so effective, he was 21 of 29 in the passing game. It's just a total embarrassment for the Raider defense. And we've picked on the Raider defense for how many years now? Ever since they got here to Vegas, going back to when Gruden was the head coach, everything was offense, offense, offense. Every, you know, move they made, you know, going back to the biggest trade that they made at the beginning when the Raiders first came to town, you know, getting rid of Khalil Mack, you know, how everybody, oh, well, we got all those draft picks. What did you do with all those draft picks you got? Where what what did you beef up? <laughs> nothing, nothing. And you and you pay Marcus Peters a whole bunch of money, and he didn't show up yesterday at all. Uh, people calling him out for quitting. And again, I say, well, what do you expect? Have you watched Marcus Peters? He's been a problem child every team he's been on. Yeah. And when you went and got him, going, like, why don't you go talk to Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs? Okay, why don't you go talk to Sean McVay and the Rams? All right? They don't want that guy anymore. It's definitely a bad situation, but you, you've got other players. Josh McDaniels is going to lose this locker room if he hasn't already. It, right, right. Well, I mean, in more sound bites from Devonta Adams, it's, it's, Max it's, Crosby. It, it, Max Crosby. It's just ugly. Is there a win in this schedule that you see coming up? Well, I'm sure there is. I have to, you know, look at the schedule, but this was the soft, soft part of the schedule. Yeah. They were supposed to get, you know, two or three wins, you know, during, during this, and it's going to get tougher as they go forward. Uh, Detroit did not show up yesterday. I'm going to go back to what we talked about on Friday. I can't remember if it was on air or off air, but I said, don't you just kind of expect the, to see the Detroit Lions be the old Detroit Lions when you go and you play outside and, you know, it's, it's, it's the old Lions? And that's exactly what you got yesterday. 38 to 6. Do you know that the Detroit, um, Lions, what was the stat? I think it was that uh, Baltimore had 15 first downs or 16 first downs before Detroit got their first. It, Pathetic. It was a bloodbath from the word go. It was 14 nothing before you even you know got your drink and snack to watch the game. Uh, I was very happy with the outcome of that game. That was one of the best bets I gave out on the show Friday. That was my top play to my clients this weekend. Um Everybody was down on Baltimore because they settled for all those field goals, you know, in London last week against Tennessee. That was a bad spot for Baltimore. They had come off playing the Steelers and Cleveland in back-to-back weeks and then went 
to London. You know, it was a horrible spot for them, and they still found a way to win. I thought they were going to have a big game. Did I think it would be 38-6? to No, but I thought it was going to be a double-digit win. Identical scores. Kansas City defeats the Chargers, and Philly takes care of Miami. I know you and I both like uh, the Eagles in this game. 31-17, the scores in both those games. Patrick Mahomes, 424 yards for the Chiefs. Uh, better than Justin Herbert. Bottom line. And Herbert with uh, two interceptions. And uh, the uh, the Chargers were just playing catch-up uh, from the get-go yesterday. Kansas City did whatever they wanted. I think a lot of people thought this game was going to be closer than it was. There was some value. They thought some value was was there at five and a half points. Did not Was not the case at all. And then Philly, uh, Jalen Hurts better than Tua. Philadelphia, four for four on fourth downs yesterday. Uh, again, more physical than Miami. This is the second time, talked about on Friday in the best bet segment, that uh, Miami, I still not impressed. They played two real opponents and got drill pressed in both those games, Buffalo and Philadelphia. There was a lot of chatter on Twitter last night about the discrepancy in the penalties in that game that Philly didn't, wasn't getting called for anything in the game. It's just the way that it played out. But, you know, everybody wants to say, oh, the conspiracy theory of home cooking, the refs, uh, you know, were on the Philly side. They made the, they made the plays when they had to make the plays. But I got to tell you, I'm tired of watching the, you know, the, the push play. It, it's, they gotta, you gotta outlaw that play. I, I don't Why? Like it. Because the team is good at it? I just, I don't, it's not, it's not rugby. Okay. Where, where does it break the rules though? Be, there was a time. It doesn't. Doesn't. There, there was a time you weren't allowed to push a player. Yeah. Okay. So tell me, it's okay to just plow in there and drive that line for you know the whole pile forward, but you're lining up for an extra point or a field goal. Do not dare get any leverage on a, on one of your linemen when you jump to try to block it. Because if well, you, that's on the defense. Yeah. 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 The, it, why why can't they but, there, but with a running back or a wide receiver downfield okay we've seen the pile and we've seen guys push the wide receiver yeah, or the right. running back down so in principle it's the exact same thing yeah i'm still not a fan okay do you know that the uh the teams that possessed the football the least yesterday as far as time of possession goes name the two teams real quick can you uh, i'm not off the top of my head cuz we probably... just talked about two of them the, the raiders, raiders and the dolphins the Raiders possessed the ball for only 25 minutes yeah. of the 60. The Dolphins only possessed it for 23. Not going to win football games. I mean, think about it. an NFL football game where you only have the ball for 25 minutes. That means you're probably only running about 40 plays, 50 plays. The average NFL team is 67 plays in a game. I gave you one when we were driving over, so you already know the answer. There's a team that's 4-2 and two in the NFL that's been outgained in all six of their games, and they got a four and two record. The black and gold. They are. The Pittsburgh Steelers find a way uh, to win, and the game-changing play, you know, yesterday was the T.J. Watt interception to start the second half. First play of the second half, he gets an interception, and Tomlin did a little something different yesterday. They had him lining up on the other on the other side, mm-hmm. and it seemed to confuse uh, the Rams of where he was going to be on the field. Obviously, on that play, it did. Monday Night Football tonight, Niners, seven-point favorite now. Open at six, six and a half, now up to seven at the Vikings. Who do you got and why? I did not use the game for the clients. The What I did recommend is if you are going to do this play tonight, 
there's only one way to do it, and that's to tee San Francisco, you know, down, hook them up with something else. You could even hook them up, look at Thursday night, Buffalo comes back on a short week after an ugly game. Playing at home on a Thursday night, you would expect a big effort from them. So if you want to hook a teaser, and I know somebody in this room loves teasers, San Francisco and Buffalo would, would be the, the teaser hookup. Or you could have them on the backside already with the Philadelphia Eagles on either teaser or money line parlay. There you go. Well, on the money line parlay, okay. If you teased Philadelphia, I'm not driving you to the parade. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. I went money line parlay. All right. Shout out to UNLV for getting the last second victory over Colorado State 25 23. Uh, looked like Colorado State was going to get the victory. They did get the cover. Uh, 28 yard field goal as time expired after Colorado State hit a 55 yarder with 40 seconds to go. So shout out to UNLV, Barry Odom. They're bowl eligible. They're six and one. Uh, great uh, game. 22,000 plus at Allegiant Stadium. Wish it was a little bit more, but that's okay. You know, nice, nice job. Uh, with UNLV, and we'll talk to Barry Odom uh, on Thursday and uh, and more about UNLV this week. All right. Uh, TC Martin, Marco D'Angelo in the house. Marco D'Angelo, of course, at wagertalk.com. Go to wagertalk.com and subscribe to Marco's plays. Baseball, football, basketball, WNB, doesn't matter. He's all over it. All right. Um, we'll get ready for the parade. We're going to send you out of here. Remember, we've got hour number two coming your way. Hang tight with that with some of those classic interviews from we were back at the Aces facility back in April. And also on that very same day, we talked to the finals MVP, Asia Wilson, as we go back and talk to her about last off season, the beginning of the season, which way is going to go. Maybe a little deja vu here as well, too, as we get ready for the parade, which will start here in a couple hours. Hopefully we'll see you there. A few of the players are here hanging around too, especially one that's like, you know, hanging out in the food room, hanging out in the massage chairs, hot tub, and oh, she was gracious enough to come by and hang out with us for a little bit. We're talking about the two-time most valuable player of the WNBA, defensive player of the year. There's so many accolades, we could just go on and on and on, but the one and only, my favorite, number 22, Asia Wilson in the house what's up tc good to see you. good to see you okay so um i've been talking a little bit about this so be prepared uh i am a little disappointed because you come empty-handed you know what i was expecting today don't you my bottle of champagne i no 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 Uh, we took care of that before uh, where are my ruffles girl i need my ruffles you know i love ruffles and you did not deliver me ruffles that's my bad i did i dropped the ball there but i got you what is up with that? <laughs> I got you. I got you next time. You do? I got you with like seven bags. Seven bags? Seven bags, all yours. Okay. So we know <laughs> that our listeners and everybody have been watching the commercials. Yeah. This Charles Barkley commercial with you and him and Jason Tatum and, yeah. and LeBron James. Uh, <laughs> we'll throw him in there because you know he didn't get picked. You know. <laughs> so talk a little bit about how that came about and the actual filming of that. Yeah. Uh, it's been super cool. I think they, they filmed it kind of separate from me because uh, I was – in playoffs and right. i couldn't stop to go so that's when that went down huh yeah they okay. filmed when i think it was maybe game three or something when yeah. we were not close to vegas <laughs> and it was hard for me to get out there so i had to film afterwards and i had to talk to their cardboard faces and i <laughs> literally still see them faces in my dreams to this day uh but it was just super cool i think i'm one of the only WNBA players that's with ruffles yeah. so it's kind of like a a, a a sibling not rivalry but we're all coming together as family when it comes to ruffles mm-hmm. so it's super dope to have them and stuff like that yeah. All right. <laughs> let's hear let's hear Asia in the Ruffles commercial. Barkley for the Ruffles. <laughs> 
Hey, Charles. <laughs> what the? It's barbecue time. Nah, Chuck's always been a little twisted. Jason? Everybody knows you love cheese, old man. So he's six. Let's do this. I do like cheese. Oh, ouch. an old Mr. 20 seasons? 20 and counting. Well, count on not getting picked today. Yeah. <laughs> Ruffles, choose the flavor that speaks to you. So how many takes did it take for, you for that? Man, yes. it took me a smooth, I want to say a smooth five takes, but the scream <laughs> really? was the one. The scream took forever, though. Woo! It took forever because they're looking for this type of scream, and I can't <laughs> scream on demand like that. Right. So, like, I only scream from scared. <laughs> so, like, they had to take a lot or, of different takes. Or what about a game-winning bucket? Yeah, yeah. one yeah. of those. They're like, you know, get an and one. I'm like, but I'm not playing. So. <laughs> Yeah, it was a lot, but no, we had a lot of fun with it. And then hmm. when we went to NBA All Star, we did the hot dog uh, right. kind of stand with Charles yeah. and JT. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun. That is cool. Yeah. All right. So how how many bags of uh, ruffles is in the uh, the Wilson household? Man, I feel like every single time my parents leave the house, they come back with two bags. Is that uh, right? It's it's crazy. They try to like when they're sold out. I'm like, yeah, my parents pretty much has the whole store, and they give them out as gifts. <laughs> like we may find people that look for a bag in Columbia. My dad's like, oh, I got one in my car. Like here you go. So yeah, it's a lot. And then I have boxes just because Ruffles sent them to me. So right. It's been good. Yeah. Okay. So you know, I I, I talked about this on my terrible Tuesday. Uh, uh, edition uh, uh, that I'm, I'm really upset about Frito Lay and Ruffles because have you seen the price of Ruffles in the store? No, they, they've gone up, girl. <sighs> it's like over six Damn. bucks a bag now. And, and, and I have this my my theory behind it is it, it's it's because of you and Charles, Charles and LeBron. It's all this marketing. <laughs> you know that's where all the money's going here now. Well at our but I'm still spending it just so you know. <laughs> but now I feel better if I get a couple bags from you. Then I'll I feel much you. better. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Got to make sure you get some. I'm, I'm a regular guy. I, I, I like my ruffles have ridges i'm old school as you know yeah you know like you know pops and, yes. and, and your mom's like we're old school i like them ruffles have ridges yes. <laughs> so uh here's another thing so we're seeing you a lot in the nca tournament we're seeing you at at&t yeah all right so i i want more asia and all our listeners are saying this too more asia less lily <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. No, Lily's actually that's a really true. Cool person. Yeah, she's just a great. It's super fun just getting a chance to meet her because you see her so many times and you're like, oh my god, you're a real person. Uh, but no, Lily has been super dope, and yeah, I've had a busy off season. I know you have. Mm. So what else have you done besides making these uh, comical and awesome commercials? Uh, I mean, other than working out, I've just been hanging out with my family, yeah. uh, just trying to get closer to them, uh, and they're gonna come out here soon. But I've just been having a lot of fun doing nothing. I've just really? been chilling. See, I know you like that too. Yeah, I went to the zoo like for the first time. I've never been to a zoo before, and I really? had a chance to feed some ligers and mm-hmm. see a jaguar. So I was living. <laughs> <laughs> How much time have you been spending here in Vegas? Uh, it was off and on. I at least would be here. I try to get here at least like twice a month, just kind of be mm-hmm. here for a couple uh, a week or so. Okay. Just getting. It. I missed the time Usher was mm-hmm. here. It's kind of yeah. sad, uh, but mm-hmm. it's okay. I'm gonna see him soon. Yeah. Uh, but no, I've been here off and on a little bit. See, Usher's just like you. You know, you both have residencies here. I mean, yeah. You know? Like, you're all good. At some point, we're just going to be kicking it, going out to lunch or something. Okay. <laughs> I'm like manifesting it. I love it. Uh, what do you think of this facility? Oh, man. This facility is amazing. Uh, if anyone has an opportunity or a chance to come out here, I think they should. Uh, it is a place that we could really call our home. Like anything that you can think of, we have it here. Anything that we need, we have it here. And it's such a homey feeling and it looks exquisite, classy, elegant, mm-hmm. all the whole mm-hmm. nine. So I love it. 
the thing about it is you, okay, we, and we talked about this so many times before, but I love like going the way back machine with you when you first got here in 2018 yeah. and you see the entire evolution of yeah. this franchise from the number of people that started working, you know, yes, with the aces yes. to where it is now, those practices where you were relegated sometimes to high schools yeah. and, you know, <laughs> in the back end of, of the Thomas and Max center and all yes. that. Stuff, and now you've got this Yeah, going back into 2018 when your name was called and you first came to Vegas and first came in that studio when I was broadcast. Can you, could you have envisioned where you are today as not only career wise, but just this? Uh, I mean, yes and no. I mean, this is something that you, this is what you want. You want the evolution and the growth. You want to be able to see it and watch it grow and be a part of it and to show people it doesn't happen overnight, Mm -hmm. but a change is coming. And, uh, when it came to the change, I knew it was going to look like this. I knew it was going to be top notch a hundred percent because that's what we are. And this is what we do. It's the culture of who we are. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, going from the dungeon at UNLV to, Here, you, uh, you said that. Not me. That's, yeah, that's, that's I, good though. It's, it's the right. dungeon. It's the oven. It's the I call it anything because I'm like I cannot see in this gym. Yeah. So now where it's like lights everywhere, uh, it's it's a beautiful thing to see, and I'm honored to be you know Las Vegas's first uh, draft pick uh, in the WNBA. Yeah. I, I hold that title to to a higher standard than yeah. MVP because they trusted me, and for yeah. us to grow and to build and win champion mm-hmm. a championship here, uh, the best is yet to come. How do you handle it all? We, we talk about this every year. It seems. Yeah. Like, but seriously, you <laughs> you handle it remarkably well because you know your time is you know people are always banging on your door and calling you <laughs> wanting wanting you to do stuff. You, yeah, and for the most part, you know you don't turn turn people down. And again, you now you got all these great endorsements, so it's all coming first full circle. And you know, for me to watch you, it, your career is just getting better and yeah. better and better. And I'm not talking about on the court, but I'm just <laughs> talking about you know your brand and everything. Yeah. You got to be so proud of that. Yeah, I mean, I'm super proud. And I mean, as an athlete, we're always taught to kind of be humble and kind of bite our mm-hmm. tongue a little bit because you don't want to get too cocky. But at some ten, sometimes you just got to take that step back and say, yeah. "Wow, like I'm really blessed and I'm really good yeah. at what I do. <laughs> like I'm really good at it." And, and and it's not in a cocky way, or it's in a more of a confidence way. And I think mm-hmm. that's my biggest thing. I want to beam confidence, so that it translates to everyone mm-hmm. around me. And, and it's something truly special. And I still look back. I think it's finally starting to hit me of the year that we had last year. Yeah. And I love that because. It just makes me hungrier and greedier because I want that feeling again. I'm addicted to that feeling that we had last year, and I'm excited that we get to do it now in a facility that's for us. Uh, and I'm, I'm just ready to have fun. <laughs> the MVP, the two-time MVP, and the Defensive Player of the Year because you're so proud of that. So we always yes, got to talk about yes, that. Yes. Asia Wilson <laughs> in the house here in her house, the brand new Las Vegas Aces training facilities. Speaking of that fantastic season last year, winning the championship, you've had a little time now to. Let it all soak in. Yeah. What memories really stand out for you when we go back and we look at 2022? Um, man, what memories? I know there's so many, but there's, there, is there one or two that kind of really stand out? I know the obvious thing is like, okay, maybe the final buzzer, you're in Connecticut, uh, you throw the ball up in the air, or, you know, you dancing back, back there, or the parade. There's all those things, but is there something that during the course of 2022, that yeah. really stands out for you personally? Uh, probably it was either around All-Star or after All-Star. We kind of went on a losing streak. We went on a losing streak and you literally thought the world was coming to an end. And everyone was like, what is going on? 
on? What are we doing? How is this? And it was one of those moments where we kind of took it in and was like, we're okay. Like we're good. And I think if you would have looked at that and we just changed into a whole nother team. And I think that was us building that championship feeling and that championship mindset of like, no, we're about to really do this. And I think that will always be in my head because it was hard. It was hard because you start off so well and then people want you to fail. They want to see what's going on in Vegas. And once we kind of got our head on straight after that losing streak, I think you saw probably the best of the aces mm-hmm. uh, at that in that season. So I'm I'm excited to kind of get back to that. Mm-hmm. Got a couple of new teammates. I do have a couple of new teammates. Somebody you know very well, <laughs> Candace yeah. Parker. Talk about Candace. <laughs> oh, man. Great addition. Great, great, great addition. I mean, I'm excited just to pick her brain to her IQ is through the roof. I'm so glad I don't have the garter anymore. <laughs> Check that off on my list. <laughs> uh, but I'm excited just to play alongside her. I mean, we even got Alicia Clark. We got Kayla yes. George. Like, we have everybody yeah. in between. We're bringing different people in different situations and they can help us out. And I think that's so key. And I'm excited just to get out there on the court and play and have that chemistry and rock and roll together. You and Candace have played together, uh, yeah. Team USA. What is your relationship like? Uh, it's been super dope. I think can't, I, it's crazy because when I was on my visit to Tennessee, decided my college team, she was getting her jersey retired. And that was like our first time that we really kind of met. And it was just super dope. I mean, she's been my role model. There's been time where Candace was my whole wallpaper on my phone. Like it's so, <laughs> it's a surreal moment, full circle. And I'm like, oh my God, her lockers are crossed for me. But I'm not even fangirling no more. I passed that because like that's my teammate. Now, now. you're going to be, you're in the post. You're going, give me the damn ball, okay? Yeah. Now we're gonna you're, you're on my wallpaper. Give me the ball. We're going to probably cuss each other out now as teammates. Uh, but no, I, I'm super excited just to have those new additions to, uh, to our team. Mm, outstanding stuff, Asia. Yeah. Okay, looking forward to a, a fantastic season. It's yeah. You know, everybody says it's it's always tough to go back to back. You, you've is. heard that over and over. <laughs> it is, but I think it's also a mindset. I think I don't yeah. necessarily look at it as going back to back. I look at it as just winning another one. Yeah. I want to win another one. Yeah. That's my that's my grit. That's my grit. I want to win another one. I want that feeling of winning again. And that's what we're going to uh, try to do. I'm not going to try to harp on too much of back to back and back to back and defending champs. And mm-hmm. eh, I like 2022 is uh, behind us. Uh, I-, I loved it. It was a great year, 100%. Uh, but now I got to dial into now. All right. How close have you been following the NBA playoffs? Uh, a little bit, a little something, something, something. Right. I- I see who, who you got? Ah, oh, my gosh. Who do I have? I don't know. I got, I think. Oh, I think Milwaukee, not Milwaukee. I think Miami and New York are going to be a really good series. Uh-huh. I think that is going to be a really, really, really good, tough series. Uh, I have them as probably the number one series that you got to watch. Yeah. Um, on the West, yeah, what's, what's going to be cool about out. that is playing the Madison Square Garden. That that's that's back. And that's, yeah. Like I think you know, the energy, like yeah. the Knicks have been waiting. The Knicks fans have been waiting on this moment. Yeah. So I think the momentum there is going to be super dope. Yeah. I think the Lakers are going to, I don't know. It's going to tell a whole story today. <laughs> right. It's going to tell a lot. Right. How about the Warriors? The Warriors? Hey, still, I never you, sleep on the Warriors. You can't, I would right? never sleep on the Warriors, but Sacramento, yeah. they're playing some good basketball there. And I think they're changing the culture of their team right. and fan base. So I think this is the first playoff where I, we have a lot of great series. And I think that's special. I can see you and Steph doing a commercial. <laughs> yes, we need to. You're right? I feel like our vibes are the same. It is. It is. <laughs> Girl, always great uh, seeing you. Uh, yeah. Training camp starts this weekend. Yeah. 
ready? Time. It's time to rock and roll. Okay. <laughs> can hardly wait to see you on the floor. Uh, and I know fans can hardly wait to see you around town. We're going to see a lot of you. The world champion Las Vegas Aces are going to be back opening the season in Seattle, May the 20th. And then the 27th at home. Ring night. Ring night. <laughs> have you seen the ring yet? I have not seen the ring yet. Okay. I'm excited. I got it on my pinky. I got a size for my pinky. So I'm really? You went yeah, pinky, huh? Yeah, I went pinky. So it looks really big. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on the other thing? You're South Carolina. I'm waiting Gamecock, on the rest. Yeah, now I got to fill up my whole hand. I got to fill up my right hand by the end of my career. So Look, good. <laughs> you're talking like Sue Burton now. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, Asia. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. She is Asia Wilson, the two-time MVP.